In today's episode, we discuss the reason why we don't show up authentically in our relationships. Stick around if you're tired from continually managing your relationships to feel and earn love. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you are doing well. I have an interesting show for you today as it's something that hits very close to home, and it's really about managing our relationships, but more specifically, it's about managing the emotions of our relationships in order for us to feel love, accepted, feel significance, whatever it may be. Because whenever we're trying to manage emotions or manage relationships, it's because we want to feel safe and we want to feel accepted. And so when our brain says that we have to have certain things in place, that we have to have these relationships in place, because when you think about us being a tribal minded, you know, people, because that's how it was. That's being in the tribe keeps you safe. Having love and connection keeps you safe. There are certain needs that we have as people that when they're not being met, we go to extremes or we go to whatever links we need to, to meet those needs. And two of those needs are significance and love and connection. And so today I want to talk about the subconscious things that we do. And maybe you don't even recognize that you're doing because they are happening in the subconscious that are actually preventing us from showing up authentically and who we are in our relationships that we're, we're kind of putting a facade out there in order to stay safe or to be in order to have a level of significance or in order to create some love and connection in order to, like I said, maintain that safe environment. So when you think about this, when you think that these behaviors, they're kind of hidden, you know, if they're happening, they're subconscious. How does it make you feel when these things that are preventing you from showing up authentically or doing it in order to receive love and connection, you know, will those, will that love and connection or significance, can that be stable if we're not even showing up authentically? Or how tiring can it be to consistently, quote unquote, be on? I've had these moments where I've felt like, I need to add value to people that I constantly need to be valuable. And so whether that be to my wife or whether it be to friends or whether it be to my kids, that if I'm not showing up valuable, if I'm not adding value to them, whatever, whatever that value is, then I start to get kind of frantic because I feel like there's going to be a disconnect. I feel like there's going to be a loss of love and connection. I'm going to feel like maybe there'll be some sense of abandonment, even if it's just emotionally. And so there are these attitudes, there are these behaviors that we're doing that are sabotaging who we are and actually preventing us, like I said, to show up authentically, to show up and be the person that we were created to be. And when you think about managing people's emotions, you're you're probably thinking, I don't really manage their emotions, but that can show up in a lot of different ways. It can show up by either being dominant or taking control because if you're in control of someone else, you're managing their emotions, then you feel safe. 
It can show up by being passive or flexible. If if you allow others to have what they want or desire, you then you feel like you'll always be accepted or you'll always be loved because you're you're making them happy. It can show up as being like overly serving, continuing to serve, serve at a level that is excessive. For example, <laughs> growing up, my grandmother, she was an amazing host and she made great food. And yet sometimes she went a little excessive when it came to serving. And there was one example, I was in high school and we were over at her house watching a movie or a show on TV. And she asked my brother and I if we wanted popcorn. And we said, no, thanks, grandma, we're fine. And she asked again, do you want popcorn? And we said, no, thanks, we're fine. And she asked again, do you want popcorn? We kept saying no. And then all, all of a sudden she brought us popcorn. And we didn't want popcorn, but in her in her mind, subconsciously, I'm assuming that she she felt like in order to be loved, she had to serve at some level. And so she brought us popcorn because she must have thought that we wanted popcorn and we just were trying to be nice, whatever it may be. But that was her the best way she knew how to like maintain that love and connection to serve and show that she was show that she loved us. And so when we're when we're doing these things, like I said, it creates an environment where we're not showing up genuinely and we get stuck in the cycle of performing so that we feel safe. So if if you're someone who manages the emotions and people around you by maybe being controlling or domineering or like being uh, being a leader, you feel safe when you are in control and can kind of manage those emotions and kind of control others in a sense or lead others. So we're, we're doing this subconsciously, but it can be tiring to always be showing up in a way that feels like you have to be in control. It can be tiring to always be flexible. It can be tiring to always be serving. And we act in a way that allows us to, to potentially get that need and significance and that connection, but it's, it's not really trustworthy significance and connection because the thought behind it since we're doing something, we're performing in a certain way, that if we don't perform in that way any longer, then we're going to lose that sense of significance. We're going to lose that sense of connection. If you're a great leader and you stop being a leader, then you're going to feel like that significance is fleeting. If you're someone who serves really well, but it's exhausting and tiring, you don't want to serve anymore, well, maybe you're going to lose those accolades. Maybe you're going to feel like you're going to lose that love and connection from people if you don't continually serve. And so it can be exhausting to stay in this cycle where we're trying to manage people's emotions around us in order for us to feel safe. Because here's why I want to talk about this is because we ultimately all want to just show up in a genuine way and be loved by those around us for our inherent value, the way that we were made. And we don't want to have to quote unquote perform in a certain way to do all the right things and to receive that love and significance. And we want to operate within our design, fully functioning in the assignment that God has for us. And so think about it this way too. When we're when we're so concerned about maintaining these relationships around us or maintaining that significance, maintaining that love and acceptance, if those behaviors are contrary to what we should be doing in our God-given assignment, 
it's going to be really difficult to step into the assignment that God has for us because it'll be hard to trust that we'll ever get that love and significance that we've been getting by the way that we've been quote unquote performing. And I don't know if you've heard of the book or read it. It's written by Max Licato. There's a story called You Are Special. And I really loved this story growing up. It's written in a, a children's book manner. It's not very long. And it's a story about a group of small wooden people called Wimmicks. And the Wimmicks were made of wood and they were carved by the, the woodmaker, Eli. And he overlooked the village. And at the beginning of the story, you learn that the Wimmicks judge each other with their stickers. They've got their star stickers and they've got their gray dot stickers. And these stickers are the labels that people put on us each day. Labels like fat, ugly, stubborn, bigot, etc. Or superstar, pretty, beautiful, famous, athletic. These are all labels. These are all judgments that people make. Whether it be a gray dot or a gold star. That we start to own. And so there's a character in the story. His name is Punchinello, and he gets a lot of gray dots. These are the negative labels. And he does a lot of things to try to become better, to get a gold star, to prove himself worthy of a gold star. And when he tries to do it, he like runs and then trips and other women come up and put, you know, gray circles on him, gray dots saying, you know, he's failed. And these these labels start to get Puccinello really down because he's starting to believe that he does not have value or that his value are the stickers that are on his wooden body. And one day he meets a character. Her name is Lucia. And she didn't have any stickers. She didn't have any stars or any dots. And Puccinello is fascinated by this because he wants to know, how do you not have any stickers or dots? And he learns that people have tried to put stickers on her. They've tried to give her gold stars and they try to give her dots, but they just fall off. And it's because she goes and visits Eli every day. And she doesn't care what other women think because she's more concerned about who, what Eli thinks of her, her maker. And so she convinces Puccinello to go talk to Eli. And while he's talking to Eli, he walks into the wood shop and he kind of gets nervous and he realizes that Eli, the woodmaker, knows who he is. And that Eli has been waiting to see him and he's excited to see him. He has this great conversation with Puccinello. And as Puccinello walks out of the wood shop, he really starts to believe that he's cared for by the person who created him and that he has value to the creator. And as he starts to believe that, one of the dots falls to the ground. And I want to share that story with you because when we try to manage our relationships, when we try to manage the emotions around us in order to receive love, connection, significance, so we're seeking after these stickers. And we can get really down when we get a gray dot, when someone says they don't love us, or maybe they don't love the way we serve, or maybe they don't love the way we lead. Or we really embrace the gold stars that we get when we make a wonderful dish and people love it. Or when we do something great at work or when we, you know, make so much money, whatever that accomplishment is, when someone says that we are skilled 
We receive gold stars. We embrace those and those feel good. But it's exhausting to keep that up. It's exhausting to always try to get gold stars and avoid gray stickers. And just like Puccinello found out from Lucia that when we go and work with our creator, when we seek him and we understand how he sees us and we start to understand our inherent value, we realize those statements that others are portraying on us, they may or may not be true, but it doesn't really matter. Because when we're cared for and when our creator sees us as significant, we can then walk in our assignment with full conviction. We no longer have to try to manage the emotions around us, which when we're no longer trying to manage the people, the emotions around us in order to receive the love and connection and significance, those stickers, we can show up authentically. We can show up genuinely fully embracing the inherent value that we have because we know what our creator thinks about us. And when we do that, we can walk in the identity that we were made and fulfill the God-given assignment that we have. Because think about this, the enemy does not want you to embrace that identity. He does not want you to walk in the purpose that God created for you to fulfill. So he wants to create confusion. He wants you to believe these labels so that you can be confused and that you can seek after other identities that don't align with who you were created to be. And so the only way to know the true purpose for something, anything, is to know what the creator says about it. And that's the same for you. And when you know that you possess an inherent value, everything changes. Think about that. What would change for you when you start to believe that you're inherently valuable, that you have a unique purpose, you have unique gifts, and you have a unique perspective. I'll tell you this, I was working with a client one time who was struggling with these same things, with their worth, and they were holding the thought that there were friendships and relationships that they wanted to have of people who'd done certain things, like they had, they had created them to a higher level of esteem in their own life, and they thought, like, I'll never be valuable enough to have those relationships. Like these are people in their life that they already knew that they had somewhat of a relationship with. And yet they were down on themselves saying like, I'd never be able to like be significant to that person. or I'd never be able to like run in that circle. And we talked about it. We kind of understood like what evidence do you already have that you've created relationships with people of this value that you want to have deeper relationships with and they started to realize like, oh, I've already, already have friends like that. I already know these people. They know me. And yet the thing is, maybe I want a deeper relationship. Maybe I want to go deeper, have a certain level. But there, started, he started to realize that he already had those relationships. But when he held the belief that he wasn't going to be good enough, that's going to cause him to feel disheartened. That's going to cause him to feel discouraged and to actually pull away. And so what would be the result when you pull away from a relationship and you don't invest into it? It's not going to grow stronger. It's going to grow weaker. So when we were working together and he was able to change the thought around these relationships, that's actually going to create a positive feeling for him. He's going to be encouraged. He's going to want to move towards those relationships, make more relationship deposits, which is going to lead to deeper and richer friendships. And so 
working together and him able to hold that thought that he was inherently valuable and that he already had these friendships that he was desiring to have. They just need to be a little deeper and a little richer for him to go where he wanted to go in that relationship. It brought him freedom. And it was ultimately able to lead him to a place where he could take the right action to develop those deeper relationships and get the result that he truly desired. I want you to take a moment and think through how you attempt to manage other people's emotions in order to meet your needs. Are you someone who wants to lead, step up, and control, create an environment that's predictable and feels safe? Do you want to make sure people know what you can do for them so you can feel significant? Do you seek to please people or go out of your way in order to feel loved and accepted? I mean, those are just a few examples, but whatever you're doing, it's happening subconsciously because it's been so ingrained in your perception that this is what's necessary in order for you to stay in the tribe to receive love and significance. And so you're not showing up genuinely. And what would it look like to show up authentically and genuinely? And when you look at these restrictions or these tendencies, they create the restrictions and they don't allow freedom. And you're kind of blind to it because like I said, it happens in your subconscious. So I want to just encourage you, if you're looking for more freedom, let's set up some time to talk. Go to tracklydifferent.com, book a free discovery call, see if it's something for you, just like the client that I was telling you about. See if we can take those thoughts captive, reframe it, and help you move in a direction that you desire to go. Because you do have an inherent value. You were created for a specific purpose. It all starts with connecting with your creator and then taking those thoughts captive to really embrace the way your creator sees you and understand your purpose. So hopefully you found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as get more exposure to help more people. Remember, everything we do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. I want you to go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from one to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF, Life Purpose Roadmap at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.